everybody. Welcome. My name is Matt Keller. I am the lead pastor here at Next Level Church. And we just want to say on behalf of all of us here at Next Level, happy Mother's Day to all of you moms. You truly do make the world go round. Well, this is part six, our final installment of our Picture Perfect series. And uh, we're just so honored to have all of you with us in all of our services this weekend. And even our online audience want to include you and welcome you as well. And say welcome. We're just believing that God's going to speak to your heart through this message this weekend as we conclude our Picture Perfect series. Well, this is Mother's Day weekend, and so moms, we are honoring you all weekend long in all of our services, and where would we be without our moms? I want to take just a moment and honor my moms uh, that are in my life. I'm just privileged to have all of my moms uh, still involved in this. My my birth mom, uh, Joe, just want to honor you, mom. I was raised, uh, just so fortunate to be raised by incredible, incredible parents, had an amazing upbringing, and so much of who I am is because of my mom uh, today, and my mother-in-law, Allison, what a blessing she is and a gift to us. And Sarah and I would not be who we are. Our family wouldn't be who we are and us be able to do what we do without you, uh, Mom, Allison as well. And so uh, just so thankful. And then honestly, um, my wife, who is the mother of my two uh, boys, just so honored uh, to get to watch Sarah every single day. Uh, just be an incredible godly mother and influence to our two young men that we are raising. And so I just want to go on record this weekend and just honor my moms. I, I, I would not be who I am and be able to do what we get to do for the Lord if it weren't for my three moms. And so I'm just so honored and blessed uh, to, to get to be a part of your life, moms, and I just honor you this weekend. We learn so much, don't we, from our moms. And so this, in our final installment, we're going to talk about this, uh, this mom thing and the influence that our mothers have on us. Because over the last several weeks, we've been talking about this idea that behind the picture perfect family on Facebook or on Twitter or social media, whatever, even the picture perfect family that's hanging on the wall uh, in a lot of our homes, behind that picture is a less than perfect picture. And here's what we're discovering in this series. We're discovering in this series that God doesn't require our families to be perfect. He requires us to be better. And maybe even for some of us in our childhood, we remember, you know, when our moms would correct us that, you know, one of the things maybe we've said to our moms or we did say to our moms growing up was, well, you just expect me to be perfect. And the reality is that's not true. And maybe our moms affirm that. No, I don't expect you to be perfect, but I do expect you to constantly be getting better. And that's what we're going to talk about in this conclusion message of this Picture Perfect series this weekend. I want to honor moms. We're going to talk about uh, some things that our moms told us growing up. But most of all, what we want to key in on is this idea that God doesn't require our families to be perfect, but he does want our families to constantly be getting better. And so for us to do that, here's what we're going to talk about. I want us to look at four things that our moms always told us to do that I believe still apply today. Four things that our moms always told us to do that I believe still apply today. So if you have your bulletin in any of our services, or if you have a smartphone with your Bible app on it there, you can open that up because we're going to be talking about four things that our moms always told us to do that I believe still apply today. Here's, here's the first one. Number one, if you want to write it down, our moms always told us, clean your room. Our moms always told us, didn't they? Clean your room. Like every kid has that memory of hearing their mom yell down the hall or yell up the stairs, you get up there and you clean your room and don't come out until every last thing is put away. 
And we all have those memories, don't we, of going up to the room or our kids going up to the room, our grandkids, you know, going up to their room, and they're up there for what seems like forever, right? And and it's quiet, and you're like, what's going on? Did they die? Did they get lost in a pile of clothes? (laughs) Like, what is happening to our kids, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, after a while, the mom knocks on the door, and, you know, she's coming in, and when she comes in, like only moms can do, She doesn't just look at the bed that's made and the carpet that you can finally see. But every mom does what every mom does. They look under the bed and they open the drawers and stuff flies out, right? Here's the thing. Because every kid lives under the belief that if we can just convince people, moms, that we got it all together, then it must be true. But here's the thing. As kids, we believe that, that if we can just convince people that we put all the junk away and that it's hidden from sight, that we must be okay, every kid believes that. But here's the thing, when adulthood comes, nothing has changed, nothing is actually different, that we adults walk around with this, under this illusion, this false belief, that if we can convince people that we don't have any junk visible in our life, then it must not exist. But the reality is, mom had it right all along, didn't she? Mom had it right with this. Clean your room. Deal with your junk, including the stuff that's hidden under your bed, including the stuff that nobody can see, including the stuff that lives in the back of the closet or in that drawer that you don't want anybody to look at. And here's my first challenge to us this weekend. Listen, God doesn't want our families to be perfect. He doesn't require us to be perfect. But he does want us to keep getting better. And I believe one of the ways we can do that, what if one of the greatest gifts we can offer our mothers this Mother's Day weekend is the gift of being intentional about dealing with our junk? Because see, every one of us listening this weekend, that every human on planet earth, the Bible says that we're imperfect, that we don't have it all together, that we have junk in our life. Listen, our childhood wasn't perfect. Our college years weren't perfect from then to now, has not been perfect. Here's how the Bible says it. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says it this way, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So listen, your upbringing wasn't perfect. My upbringing wasn't perfect. Our childhood wasn't perfect. Our teen years weren't perfect. We're not perfect now. But the question for us this weekend then is, what are we going to do about it? Because, see, here's the reality. For most of us, we spend uh, years, we spend decades, we spend so much energy doing one of three things in terms of the imperfection that's in our life. We can either deny it, defend it, or deal with it. Deny it, defend it, or deal with it. And every one of us know people, and perhaps some of us in this place this weekend are those people who spend years of energy, years of time, years of stress, years of struggle trying to deny it. Well, it's not my fault. Well, it's not me. It's them. And if my dad will, if my mom will, if my boss will, if my employer will, if my teachers will, if my, and it's everybody, and we're just denying, denying, denying. Some of us defend it. Well, yeah, that's who I am, and I can't change, and too bad. Well, you better just deal with it and just, well, what? Okay, listen, what if, what if this weekend, come on, I'm going to talk to us men for a minute. Come on, husbands, come on, dads, come on, men. Isn't it time for us to stop denying the junk that perhaps is living 
in our life, in the corners of our life that nobody sees. Listen, just because you're faking everybody else out doesn't mean that it's not real. Isn't it time, men, for us to start looking under the bed a little bit? Isn't it time for us to start digging into some of the junk that's holding us back from becoming everything God wants us to become? Because God doesn't want us to be perfect. He wants us to keep struggling and striving and dealing with our junk so we get better. So I'm calling all men, come on, this Mother's Day weekend, pink shirt and all, baby, man up, man up. Let's stop denying it. Let's stop being defensive about the junk in our life. Well, it's just, just how I am. No, it's not. Yes, we're imperfect, but God doesn't want us to stay that way. It is not a sin to be imperfect, but it is a sin to stay that way. And it is a sin for us to make excuses about it. So men, come on. Happy Mother's Day. Man up. <laughs> Let's deal with our junk. Our moms were right all along. It's time to clean our room. Here's the second thing. Thanks. Number two. Thanks, mom. Number two. <laughs> Second thing that our moms were right all along and told us was, was number two, every mom has told their teenager who just got their driver's license, slow down. <laughs> slow down. Come on, moms. Isn't it true? Like every, for as long as there have been moms, there has been moms who are concerned with speed. And every mom knows what it is when that teenager turns 16 and gets their driver's license and says, come on, mom, let me drive to the grocery store. Come on, mom, let me drive. Let me take you for errands and let me drive. Let me drive. Let me drive. Okay. And every mom has known that feeling of sitting in the passenger seat and waiting and waiting and being patient, being patient until they can't hold it anymore. And they finally look over at their teenage son or daughter and they yell, slow down, (laughs) right? And even now, not that this happened last Friday with my mom or anything, but as, as a grown child, my mom and I were going to a prayer breakfast thing like a week ago, and even though my mom doesn't say the word slow down to me anymore, she does this. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like, I know I'm driving too fast with my mom. When she reaches over and grabs the handles, I'm like, all right, I get it. Slow down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mom. Great. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Slow down, right? Okay. Here's, here's what we have to understand. For as long as there have been teenagers with driver's licenses, there have been moms who are concerned with speed. And for as long as humankind has been on the earth, humanity has been concerned with speed. See, we live in a world that is addicted to an ever increasing faster pace. Have you noticed that? That our world is is obsessed with going faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and more and more and more and and more and more and more and and produce, produce, produce and go faster, go faster, go faster, go faster and more activity, more activity, more, 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 faster, faster, faster. We live in a world that's obsessed with, with Speed, if you don't believe me, just think about the last time you looked at your cell phone when it was trying to download something and held it up to the sky and and to the invisible cell towers of whatever and, and yelled something like, come on, go faster, right? Okay, two words, dial up. Remember how awful that was? That horrible, horrible sound. And then, God forbid, if you had call waiting, remember this? Like if you were born like after 1990, never mind. You can check Facebook right now or something because this is totally true, but you're not going to get it. If you had call waiting on your home phone and you were hooked up to the internet through dial-up, 
And so all collective grown altars are open, prayer available. That was horrible. Life was so bad back then when it took so long to download things. And now our go faster, right? Blasted 4G, liars, right? That's how we feel. We live in a world that is obsessed with speed. Faster, 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 faster. And yet our moms gave us this advice. Slow down. Slow down. Here's how the Bible talked about it. This is fascinating. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 15 and 16, it says this. There are three things that are never satisfied. Four that never say enough, that are always consuming more, wanting more. The grave, the barren womb, land which is never satisfied by water, and fire which never says enough. I would add to that, jokingly of course, our boss, laundry, our honey-do list, and a to-do list. Like those things never say enough, right? Like there's always more in our email inbox on our phone. It's all right. It's just, it's this on and on and on. We live in a world that says, go faster, go faster. Keep adding, keep adding, keep adding. Never enough. And yet the advice and wisdom that our mothers gave us so long ago in our lives was slow down. What if mom was right? So here's the question I have for every single one of us in all of our services all weekend long. What would it look like for us to slow down? Because here's what I'm coming to discover. Everything gets better in our life when we slow down. Have you ever noticed that? Everything in our life gets better when we slow down. The faster food is prepared, the worse it tastes. Come on, moms. I thought you'd have my back on that one. Come on, help me out, right? Everything in our... Okay, watch this. The fun quotient and the fulfillment quotient of our life always go up the minute we make a decision to slow down. You will have more fun in your life. You will have more fulfillment in your life, in your, in your job, in your workplace, in your family when you decide, let's do a little less. The fun quotient and the fulfillment quotient of our life always goes up when we decide to slow down. But that is exactly always counterintuitive to what the world teaches. Because the world teaches, keep adding, keep adding, keep adding, faster, 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 faster. So you know what we need to do this Mother's Day weekend? Here's what we need to do. We need to play the lifeboat game with our schedules. What's the lifeboat game? It's this. Four people in a lifeboat. The boat will sink if you don't get rid of one person. Who goes? Not your mother-in-law. Come on, man. It's Mother's Day weekend. Don't do that. Don't go there, okay? Watch this. Let's do this. Let's play the lifeboat game. I challenge you. Play the lifeboat game with your schedule. If, if you've got four priorities, four things going on in your week, what if you have to get, one, get rid of one of them? If you have eight things going on in your world right now, what if someone came to you and said, your boat will sink if you don't get rid of one? Well, some of you right now, you're freaking out. You're going, no way, Matt. No way. There's no way we could get rid of anything. I bet you there is. But what if there is? Come on. What if we didn't take no for an end? What if before Monday morning, before this Mother's Day weekend is over, every single one of our families had a family meeting around the table and they said, what one thing are we going to cut out so we can slow down a little bit and increase the fun and fulfillment in our family? 
I promise. Your family will get better if you'll just do what mom said. Slow down. Play the lifeboat game with your calendar. I challenge you. Play the lifeboat game. Your family will get better. I promise. Mom promised. Slow down. It's just better. Here's the third thing that mom taught us that I think is good advice that still applies to us today, and it's this. Shut that noise off. Come on, every mom has famously screamed down the hall or up the stairs at their teenage son or daughter, shut that noise off, right? And then then this famous line, that music is so loud, I can't hear myself think. (laughs) Yes, you had an older brother too, that's crazy. Unbelievable, right? Every mom has, has said things like that. Shut that noise off. Turn it down. And here's what I think. I think that the advice that our mom gave us in our teen years about turning the noise down is the same advice that I believe we need to take this Mother's Day in our life today. Because, see, here's what I'm coming to realize. Every one of us have noise, have voices, if you will, in our head all the time. Not... Okay, not like crazy voices. <laughs> not, okay, that's a different message. No, that's a different deal. But, it, okay, every one of us have an internal noise, an internal soundtrack, if you will, that is constantly playing in our head, telling us things all day long. And here's what, here's what I'm learning right now. I'm learning that and discovering that that, that that soundtrack that plays in our head constantly affects every decision that we make, every minute of every day, all day long. And because of the sin nature inside of us, nobody's internal soundtrack is ever positive. In other words, none of us have a voice in our head that says, you know what, you're skinny enough. You know what, you've exercised enough. You know what, you're sleeping enough. You know what, you're the best employee your boss has ever had. You know what, you're, you are honoring your wife so much, you should probably back off a little bit. Okay, none of us have that voice in our head. Nobody's internal voice is ever positive. It's always, because of the sin nature inside of us, it's always a negative internal soundtrack that plays in our head. There's a guy in the book of Genesis at the very beginning of the Bible whose name was Jacob. And Jacob was a twin. And the Bible tells us that when he came out, his brother was coming out first and he usurped, he kind of undercut his brother. And so when he came out, his father named him Jacob. And the the name Jacob means usurper, deceiver, and undercutter. And so for the rest of his life, Jacob wrestled for decades with this label that was placed upon him. With this, it became the internal soundtrack that played in his head. And over and over and over again, the decisions that he made throughout his life, you can study his life in the book of Genesis. Every decision he made was affected by that internal soundtrack, the voices that were playing inside of his head that were not positive, that were negative. So here's the question for us this weekend. What are the internal voices? What's the internal soundtrack in our head telling us? Wise is the person who knows. Because it's affecting every decision 
you and I make every moment of every day. Do you know? This is crazy. I started, I just got open a note thing on my phone about eight days ago and, and tried to be very, very aware of what the voices, what the noise, what the soundtrack that was playing in my head has been saying over the last eight days. In eight days, and I've not been, done a very good job of it either, I've already, I already have 25 things that that voice is telling me all the time that I'm just like, what is going, like I'll feel a knot in my stomach or I'll feel like I'm in this, and I'm like, wait, wait, what am I, what, what, what's the soundtrack that's playing right now? And I'll just grab my phone and I'll just jot it down. 25 things already. And again, I'm, that's an imperfect deal. Like I'm telling you, okay, watch, watch. Why is the person who knows what the internal soundtrack in their mind is playing and repeating to them all day long? Because, and here's what we have to understand. So what do we do? How do we fight this? How do we fight that soundtrack that is negative in our, in our, our mind all the time that's playing? How do we fight this? Here's how we fight it. See, that negative soundtrack is, is always motivated by fear. And fear loves isolation. And so if we try and fight that negative soundtrack in our head, we will always lose. When we fight that voice in our mind, we're fighting on its turf. And so here, how, do, how do we combat that voice? A, a, a few thoughts on that. First of all, write it down. Here's why. Because when we take that, that belief, that soundtrack that's playing in our head, and the simple act of writing it down, here's what it does. It brings darkness into light. And light, the Bible says, always dispels the darkness. And so, so that soundtrack in our head you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're probably going to get fired. You should be afraid right now. You don't have anybody that loves you. They don't care about you. Any of those voices that we hear, the, if, the minute we take it from here to here, instantly its power is diminished because fear loves isolation. Fear loves living in the dark and fear loves playing on its turf. And so the minute we write it down, it instantly diminishes its power. The second thing that we need to do is we have to tell somebody. The Bible says there's power in confession. In other words, when you and I confess, here's how I'm feeling insecure right now. I'm feeling, I'm feeling insecure. I feel like I'm scared right now. I feel like I'm a failure. I feel like I'm not doing a very good job. Okay, the minute we speak that out, which is why it's so important for us to have friends, people that we can talk to about that, even our spouse, the minute we say that stuff out loud, here's the power instantly diminishes. And the third way, we fight that internal soundtrack that is negative because of the sin nature in our mind is we speak the truth of God's word to it. We have to replace those false realities with God realities. We have to speak the word of God to it. And we have to look that thing in the face and say, you know what? That's a lie. That's not who I am. That's not the truth of my life. Come on. Come on. Listen, some of us, you need to take control of that. The Bible talks about it in this way. We are called as Christians, as followers of Jesus, to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, the Bible says. That's what we're talking about. Because those thoughts are running in our head, affecting every decision we make. Wise is the person who knows what those thoughts are telling us and has the ability to fight them with the power of God's word. I'm telling you, somebody, listen, somebody, one of our, you need to hear that today. Because you've let those negative voices impact you and you're insecure and you're not becoming everything God wants for you to become because of those thoughts, that soundtrack that's playing in your head. And if you'll write them down and you'll start to confess those things out and then begin to speak the truth of God's word to it, your life will be completely different 30 days from now. Just by the power of confession and breaking the back of that negative soundtrack that's playing in your mind. That's a word for somebody. You need to hear that because your mom was right. You need to shut that noise off. Shut it off. 
We're talking about how we not become a perfect family, but how we become a better family. This is an address to families, okay? Here's the fourth thing our mom told us, fourth piece of advice our mom gave us way back when that still applies today. It's this. Number four, mom always said, be careful who your friends are. Be careful who your friends are. One of the major biggest concerns of any mom anywhere was, is, and always will be who you're hanging out with. Moms are constantly concerned with this friendship thing. Why? Because moms understand inherently that our friends determine our future. Our friends determine our future. And can I just say this to every one of us listening this weekend? What was true back then is still true today. Who we hang with who we choose to associate with, who we do life with, who we let in close to us matters way more than we probably are giving ourselves credit for. So my question to us this weekend is, who are you doing life with? Who are you doing life with? That's why I love the fact that next weekend is Connect Weekend and we, we're launching over 100 connection groups. Listen, here's why I think that's so powerful because we are not just a church who has connection groups. We are a church of connection groups. In other words, if all we do is come in on the weekend and sit in rows, we will never become everything God wants us to become. Because we believe true life change, true life change only happens not when we sit in rows, but when we sit in circles. When you and I are intentional about putting ourselves in an environment where one or two or three or a half dozen other people know us well and we know them well. We believe that's where the power of God is for our life. That's how we become better in who we are. The Bible talks about it this way. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says it this way. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. In other words, if you want to be wise, surround yourself with wise people. Mom was right all along. Who we hang out with our friends matters more than we know someone really really famous who said something really really important whose name I couldn't find this week while I was doing research for this message said it this way the only difference between who we are today and who we will be five years from now are the books we read and the people we hang out people we associate with. What if that's true? What if it's true that the thing that will make the biggest difference between who we are today and who we are five years from now are the books we read, I'll broaden it out, are the voices we allow in, the inputs we have, and the people that we do life with. What if that's true? What if mom was right all along? And her encouragement to be careful who your friends are. Well, this is the conclusion of our Picture Perfect series. And I want to pray for every family that's represented in all of our services across Next Level Church this weekend. Because I believe that 
God has spoken to so many of us over the last several weeks that, and given us permission to believe that we don't have to be perfect, that God doesn't want us to be perfect. He just wants us to keep striving to be better. And for us as a pastoral leadership team, as we've prayed through this series and talked about it, there's one verse that just kept coming up. And if there's anything that we could share with you to kind of be a, a cap on this entire series, it would be 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Because Peter's writing, and, and here's what he says. I love this. He says, above all, love each other deeply. And then look at this last part. For love covers a multitude of sins. Listen, God's not looking for picture-perfect families. He's looking for men and women who are simply willing to keep leaning into him and his grace, his mercy, and his love to keep covering a multitude of sins. Maybe you've come into this place this weekend and you look at your family and moms, it's not everything you hoped it would be at this point. Maybe it's, it's way, way off that mark, that target that you somehow had in, in your head. Dads, maybe you've come into this place this weekend and you look across your family and you go, yeah, bro, listen, it ain't perfect. And maybe you've been trying to point the finger at everybody else and defend or whatever. Maybe you've been in denial, but listen, what if, what if this weekend, what if we lean into this verse? Love covers a multitude of sins. Maybe you're here and you're a son or daughter and you've been looking at your past going, Matt, listen, if you understood what my dad did, if you understood what she said, if you understood what my siblings did to harm me, then you'd understand. I get it. Love covers. Love covers a multitude of sins. See, how do we create a picture-perfect family? Two things, I think. One, we keep making a commitment to get better ourselves. We can't change those around us. All we can do is work on us. And so what does God want from us? Here's, here's what I think. I think God wants us to keep pushing in not settling for good enough, not being defensive, not living in denial, but dealing with ourselves. And then number two, we keep leaning hard into the grace, mercy, and love of God that covers a multitude of sins in our families. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for us. And if your family is represented in this place in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to pray for you because God's got an amazing thing that he wants to do in you and through your family. Don't give up. Keep leaning into his grace. Keep working on getting better in your life and you'll be amazed at what God does. Can we pray together all across this place today? Father, thank you that in every service across this Mother's Day weekend of Next Level Church, your grace is sufficient. Thank you, God that you have spoken to our hearts over the last several weeks and given so many of us permission to 
stop comparing ourselves, to stop listening to those negative uh, soundtracks that play in our minds, that, that trick us into believing less of ourselves and less of our families. Father, I pray for strength and courage to keep leaning in. God, for the person who's been living in denial, God, let, them, let this, this weekend be a wake-up call. God, for the person who's kept being defensive, Lord, let them put their guard down. That each one of us might leave this place this weekend ready to deal. Father, thank you that your love, your love, God, covers a multitude of sins. Lord, thank you that you don't require our families to be picture perfect. You love us just where we are in our imperfections. And God, I pray blessing on every family that's here this weekend every family that calls Next Level Church their home because, God, we understand that in order for us to build a great nation, it requires building great cities. And in order for us to build great cities, it requires us to build great churches. And in order for us to build great churches, it requires us to build great families. And at the end of the day, in order for our families to be great, we have to keep pursuing you to become great ourselves, not perfect just getting better. Father, thank you that your hand is upon our families, that you're not done working yet. We lean into your grace. We thank you for your love. And we thank you that in you, our families can be picture perfect. We pray all of this in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone who believed it in all of our services agreed by saying,